Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Frigid Fathoms. It was written by Andrew Hindenburg, and it's been adapted for Call of Cthulhu by Tyler Hudak, who is also our Keeper of Arcane Lore. And this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Tyler? Excellent. So, welcome to the Silent Service. You are all officers on a World War II Baleo-class submarine. Before we get into uh, the scenario itself, there are a couple uh, things that we need to determine. The most important thing that you all need to determine before I want you to start introducing your characters is what is the name of your submarine? It should be the USS something. They're usually named after uh, a fish or an aquatic mammal of some sort, but what what do you want the name of your submarine to be? Captain Pearson, what do you think? Like a Kraken? Starfish? Barracuda's a cool. I like that. Okay. So you're Captain, all... Captain, your comms are off. Thank you, you <laughs> Chief Engineer. Yes, platypus. Platypus. Okay. The the USS Platypus. Um, okay. I like that. So you are all officers on the USS Platypus. It is towards the end of World War II. Uh, well, we'll say, well, middle of the end. Um, so we'll, we'll say 1943, uh, late 1943 is when uh, this takes place. The, the exact date is, is kind of irrelevant. Uh, your submarine has been charged with uh, patrolling the South Pacific, um, specifically uh, kind of the Southeast uh, Pacific uh, around uh, Cape Horn of Africa and, and so oh, on. That's okay. where you, you were at. That far uh, east. Okay. Yes. You received uh, a notification or um, uh, a request, or I guess it wouldn't really be a request. Or, uh, actually, before we get into that, uh, I forgot. I apologize. Why don't we introduce uh, who you all are, um, starting with Captain Pearson, the captain of the boat. Hello. My name is Howard, and I am Captain John Pearson of the Platypus, USS <laughs> Platypus. All right. Uh, Why don't we just go in rank order? Yeah, mm -hmm. next would be uh, Commander uh, Jacoby Mellon, who is the XO or second in charge of the submarine. All right. Um, hello, I'm Jacoby Mellon, Commander <clears throat> or XO of the USS Platypus. My job is to make sure the captain survives and to make sure that his orders are followed to the to the letter. And I take my job seriously. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, next, uh, the, the other three of you are all lieutenants, so you roughly you know, same level of command. Uh, so first we'll go with Lieutenant Commander Elias uh, Schwarzkopf. Assuming I pronounced that right. Yeah, Schwarzkopf, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf. Um, well, I'm, I'm in general mostly a Commander uh, Jacoby's assistant uh, in everything that he needs done. Uh, I was born in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii, and I currently reside in Texas. I don't have the Texas accent, but... I don't have the Honolulu accent either. I speak a number of languages. Uh, other than that, just naval officer. Awesome. Uh, next is Lieutenant Chief Engineer Jim Richardson. Yeah, I'm Jim Richardson, originally from uh, the Lower East Side. Uh, I uh, was trained up as a radio man, uh, actually before the war. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, I operate the comms, the uh, surface radar, the, uh, the the undersea radar, keep everyone in touch with everybody else, keep the code straight, got a really good callus on this finger from tapping the Morse code. Awesome. And then last but not least, uh, Lieutenant Clark uh, Robichaud, is that, is that yes. correct? Yes, yes. Um... I am the weapons officer on board. Yes, uh, Lieutenant Clark Rub Show. <clears throat> uh, and and just to, to make clear, to um, do you know, with my very limited knowledge of World War II submarines, the weapons officer was mostly in charge of things like the torpedoes, the the the, the big guns on it. Uh, there is a small, so none of you have small arms on you. Um, oh. The there is a small arms locker in the submarine. However, the only people who have access to that or who have the key to it uh, is the captain and the XO. Um, nobody else would have access to that. Uh, and it, uh, I did send over um, a map. If, if you kind of look, you can see where like the the <laughs> magazine is. The small arms uh, will will say uh, is within there. The small arms locker is within there too. And then you know there would be pistols. Uh, rifles, um, there's always a chance that you could get boarded or you would have to board an enemy vessel. Uh, and so that's why you have those. Um, okay, perfect. So, uh, like I said, it is, you know, mid to late 1943. You were in patrol of the South Pacific where 48 hours ago, you received a command to, from uh, HQ to uh, head towards the Ross Sea in the Antarctic. Uh, under the ice, uh, passing uh, naval vessels had picked up a suspicious signal that they think might either be German or Japanese in origin. And so they want you to go and check it out. That was 48 hours ago. Uh, you have been since then been steadily moving towards uh, the coordinates that you were given for the signal, mostly on top of the uh, the sea. You haven't gone under. Uh, you didn't go under for most of the trip because you know that's the fastest way that you can travel. Um, you didn't encounter any enemy vessels. A couple uh, fishing ships. Uh, you know maybe trawlers or you know nothing you know out of the ordinary uh, until you got approximately. Uh, 50 or 60 miles away. Uh, once you kind of entered into the Ross Sea, uh, there is a huge ice sheet there. And so you dove under and uh, went uh, under, started slowly heading towards the, uh, the, the signal, the coordinates for the signal. So with that, we'll say that you are approximately an hour away from the source of the signal. With that, I'll open it up to you. I'm sorry, you said an hour away from the signal? Correctly. Correct. Does the whole crew know like the situation, or is it just the officers, as I usually work? Uh, I, how would you like it to work? There, there are approximately 90 men, or, or 90 sailors, uh, in, within the submarine um, in total. And, and it is very cramped. It is very hot. Uh, it smells of diesel fuel. Um, you know, when you go underwater... You know, you you it, it just it, it's not really good conditions. So, uh, Captain, you know, I guess it would be up to you if you would want to, you know, let the men know what the mission was. I well, it's a stressful situation, and the last thing we need is rumors and hearsay misguiding people. Just explain what we know, heard, 
possible enemy activity down south near the Antarctic. That's where we're going. Okay. That's our job. Um, and you actually telling that actually does boost morale a little bit because, you know, it's kind of like a secret mission. Everybody kind of gets a little bit excited for that. Uh, you know, you're you're normally, you know, patrolling, going under. You haven't seen a lot of action lately. Uh, and so it, it's actually kind of gotten a little boring. And so this kind of, you know, boosts morale just a little bit. Everybody's a little bit excited. Uh, I'll, I'll say, too, that you all are um, kind of in uh, – I'm not – quite sure, uh, or you're in the, the control room, which is about in the center of the submarine. If you can imagine where the periscopes are, that's where you're at. You do have uh, consoles um, to be able to see what's going on in the ship, mostly just lights and gauges. You know, this is World War II. Um, there are no radios to the front or aft of the the um, uh, submarine. Uh, it's instead of like radios to talk back and forth, you'd actually have pipes that you would talk into, which would echo through and, and so on. Um, uh, so is there anything that any of you would like to do as you're slowly moving under the water towards the signal source? Yeah. Uh, Captain. Um, oh, please. No, please. XO. No, I was just going to um, pass the captain <clears throat> just a report and I'll just say, um, as ordered, Captain, we are moving at a steady eight knots, bearing one five zero, ready for your orders. Excellent. Thank you, XO. Uh, Sonar, you any, any context? Uh, are there any? Yeah, passive so, only. There was active sonar in existence at this point in time. It had yeah, just but been that, that's ringing, that's ringing right. the bell, telling people where exactly. Going. That's, that's exactly. why I'm saying passive only it's a hydrophone like do you right. hear anything basically um you know uh lieutenant give me a listen roll not not for well actually uh lieutenant jim are you the one who's listening that the communications room is right next to the um uh to the control sonar. room yeah. uh you know oh for for sonar yes um so would you be would you be listening would you have somebody else listening uh, I'm, you know, this is a, a a curiosity, and it gets boring when you're under sea. So I'm happy to be trying to monitor the sound, be okay. the first one to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and give me a listen roll. That's probably the best equivalent for this. That is an extreme success. I will. Awesome. Yes. So as soon as you go underwater, um, you you um uh, you start to pick up the the signal. Um, and you've been traveling a little bit underwater. And so you, you've been able to hone in on it pretty well. And you notice that, um, where the coordinates you were given don't quite point to where the source of the signal is coming from. It's a little bit off. Yeah. Captain. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to get, uh, uh, trying to ping this reel on the spot and it looks like, uh, the coordinates we do we want to have for the precise coordinates that uh, the command noticed, or do we want to try to find the source of this itself? Do we want to head? No, no, no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna follow uh, the sound. So, XO, make it so. Have helm change course, please. Yeah. So it's uh, it's sure, two two degrees of eight minutes south of there, and uh, just a, a smidge uh, east. As, a, as, a, as I'm picking it up now. Is there any sense that it's moving or does it seem very static? 
No, it seems very static. It, it's definitely not moving. You know, you as soon as you change course, it, it's almost like it you you hone right in on it. The, the <clears throat> signal becomes stronger, um, and uh, it 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 does not deviate from you know where you're going. So it, it doesn't. It almost your gut tells you that you're not dealing with some type of ship or vessel unless that vessel is just staying in one place. It seems more like a beacon. Like an, Potentially, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and is the uh, is the signal? Uh, what what does it uh, sound like? Does it is it sound like an engine? Does it sound like a cry? Does it sound like bubbles? Um, you know, it's nothing that you've really ever heard. Um, the best way that you can describe it is it almost sounds like a high-pitched grating um of of rock against rock but but it's not like a um like a volcanic sound or it's not like an earthquake you know how the the um the the ground would like you know grind against each other it, it's just very high pitched and, and so but you can't think of any other way to describe it and it doesn't sound like an intelligence signal it doesn't sound like a code. It sounds like something no. mechanical, maybe. Yeah, yeah it, it, it fluctuates in volume. Um, so it will uh, kind of go up and then go back down, go up and go back down. It probably cycles like that. Uh, you would probably guess like maybe every five to ten seconds. Um, As a pattern? Uh, or is it random? roughly a, a pattern it, it it will change every once in a while but you know it, it's roughly you know it you know kind of increases in volume and then decreases in volume increases in volume and so on and you know it doesn't go to the exact levels each time but you know r- roughly yeah i wonder if it's some malfunction in sub uh enemy sub or something Maybe they uh, maybe they tried to rise up out of the ice and got themselves banged up real good. Maybe it's a base on the ice. Sure, That's it's not just uh, just whales fucking. <laughs> Funny, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, no, uh, it does not appear to be a cetacean in origin. Uh, uh, let Let's proceed. Uh, a base on the ice. That would be difficult. And also, why would you make a base on an ice shelf when you actually have Antarctica land right there? You know what? Because uh, the lieutenant rolled so well, um, you can tell that it's not coming from the surface. You know, the the submarine is submerged. Uh, it's definitely coming from underneath the water. Uh, and you're under an, the ice shelf right now. Um, sure. To let you know, the Ross Sea goes, the soundings that you've gotten from uh, Naval Command and the maps you have show that it, it, it I mean, obviously the the depth would vary, but um, the Ross Sea goes down to at least 900 feet. Um, to let you know, the, uh, the, the submersion depth or the crush depth of your submarine is around 400 feet, although that's the test depth. Uh, you know that you could go uh, lower if you needed to, uh, deeper if you needed to, uh, but you nobody really knows what that depth is. Nobody really wants to find out by being squished by tons exactly. of seawater. Exactly. Uh, is there anything at all uh, on the charts in this area of the Ross Sea? Is Nothing. There, yeah. Is is the ocean depth charted here? 
I mean, kind of. It, it, you would know that it's charted, but those charts probably aren't really reliable because this area hasn't okay. really been explored too much by by submarines or boats. You know, it's covered by ice most of the year, uh, and so. Well, we're not you, we're not about to run aground. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, okay, but no, we also like don't that. know if there's an abyss or something below us. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, so you, uh, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, did you say about how far? Can we tell how far away we are? I said an hour. An hour. Yeah, hour. So okay. When we started, you were roughly an hour. We'll say that, you know, 15, so, 20 minutes has passed so far. Yeah. So, I mean, just thinking, trying to recall how fast World War II submarine moves. They're actually pretty this, darn slow. This class is, the max is eight knots underwater. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was like, it's either, it was either, I was eight, I was going to say it was eight to 16. So, eight. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that's about so like 16, kilo, 16 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not you, super fast. Your car in, in, in first gear goes faster. Okay. Uh, we're we're doing only fast. about 10 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, right. So, uh, Lieutenant uh, Clark. Um yes. Is there anything that you are doing to, you know, kind of uh, prepare or uh, in or recommendations that you would have in terms of weapons and, and things like that? Obviously, you can't fire the guns under the water, but, you know, you have torpedoes and, and so on. Yeah, um, I would just be doing some weapons checks, making sure that uh, the torpedoes are ready just in case we do have to blast something, um, do some serious damage to it. Um yeah, I think that's that's about it. Just be checking up with the captain. Uh, you want me to stay, stay at the ready, correct, sir? Yes. Yeah. Proceed. All right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. All of your checks go without issue. Um, you know, you're you're in constant communication with uh, the men uh, in both the forward torpedo room and the aft tor- torpedo room. Um, you know, they're, they're ready to go again. You know, everybody's a little bit excited about this. Um, you get closer, you, you start to, to slowly, uh, get closer. Um, and everybody here, give me a listen roll. I listened too hard before. Success. Yeah. All right. One second. Sure. That is a success. Awesome. So, um, uh, I didn't, but I missed it by one, but okay. they succeeded. So it's fine. Uh, so for those of you who succeeded, um, as you're slowly going for uh, go, moving, uh, forward, uh, towards the signal, another 15, 20 minutes passes, uh, you, you actually start to, to hear, uh, it, it, at first, um, what, uh, the Lieutenant chief, uh, or Lieutenant Richardson, I'm sorry, uh, was describing to you, you, you start to, to kind of hear that very, very low at first, um, which, uh, you know, you would expect because you're basically just hearing the, the engines, uh, it's, you know, mostly what sound reverberates through the submarine, but you do start to hear it. Um, the, the closer you get, uh, as, as the minutes tick by you, everybody else starts to hear it as well. Um, how loud is it? It's loud enough that it's over the engines. Um, so, so it's, you know, so it's, it's louder than diesel engines. Yes. That's 
insane. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Captain, I, 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 slow. Yeah, I don't know. Reduce speed to slow and let's calculate. Let, let's take, uh, try and get a, a ballpark figure here of how much louder this thing is going to get. Um, obviously, we're not going to try and deafen ourselves trying to solve this mystery. That's not going to help. Yeah, you um, you reduce uh, speed that you know does uh, reduce the sound of the engines, you know, even just slightly. Uh, and you know, with that, you 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 definitely start to hear uh, the noise again. It it kind of you know goes up in volume and then goes down in volume, goes up in volume, down in volume, like around every ten seconds or or so. It, just, it sounds like that high pitched grating uh, that none of you can really. Um, really place what what it is uh is it is it regular it's fairly like, regular me, yeah. like mechanical in some nature not necessarily me mechanical but um mm -hmm. it, it is regular um it, it's not like you know do 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 like that type of mechanical uh but it is like it goes up down up, and, i'm just and gonna so on. i know you said there's no radio but as best as possible just address the entire ship like all right everyone we're hearing this it is odd that's why we're here we're going to figure this out stay frosty and and you can tell even the men that are in the control room with you they're they're getting a little nervous um you know no nobody has ever really heard anything you know like like this before um so you you, you said you slowed to half speed is that, no, is that we right? went to slow. To slow, okay. So we're you start to slow. Almost and, idle. Yeah. Right, and, and you're just kind of creeping uh, along. Um, yeah. Are you just gonna go like that the rest of the way, or you know what? What's your plan here? I wonder, Captain, if we want to try to circle around the thing and get a sense if it's directional at all, like it's some sort of beacon, and that's why it's so loud. Maybe we're behind it. I think that's a fantastic idea. Proceed. I'd like to get, is it possible to get a temperature water reading or mm -hmm. water temperature reading? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, would, you, I you probably have those it's a type of sensor somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, the temperature of the water, it, it, I mean, you're in the Antarctic, it's salt water, just, so it's very cold. It's just above freezing. Okay. And I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming we're so far down that the water would be pitch black or close to it. So probably no point using the periscope i mean technically you could you do have uh running lights on the sub um you you do know that you know traditionally you probably wouldn't be able to see much but you know it, it is possible to to open uh to lift up the periscope and turn on the running lights and see if you see anything you can't see down though you can't see down you could see straight ahead or i guess you know technically in 360 well, as you turn the periscope well well what we're going to do is we're going to circle around Mm -hmm. And at first, we're not going to turn on running lights because, you know, I think we it would be known that there's bioluminescent life out there just trying to figure out what's out there. But what we can do to look down, we could just angle the ship. Okay. Yeah, you, you could absolutely do that. And um, then I guess we'll be doing, uh, as we as we make a rotation, we'll be doing sonar readings, right, to try to get some idea of a I, shape. I haven't decided if we want to go active ping yet. That's... <laughs> Yeah, that that, that that zeroes in our location. Let let's stay quiet for now. Understood, so, Captain. 
I, if that thing could... can hear us over its own noise, it's got great fucking ears. Well, my concern is we're not the only ones who would have heard this. Who else is out here? Understood, Captain. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna sure. have the have the boys in the the weapon rooms load up a torpedo or have them ready to slip it into the chute, you know, so it's ready to go whenever mm-hmm. we need to press the button. Okay. I'll have the um the helm. Uh, well, we'll increase speed and then we'll start. We'll we'll start going down bubble. Um, how many feet did you want? Like, how far down did you want us to go? What what, what depth are we at already? Just so I'm I aware. think we're somewhere around what 100, 150? Okay. So, Captain, how far down? Well, how far down is the ice sheet? The the ice probably only goes down like maybe 10, 20 feet. Um, from from the top, it's it's a pretty thick ice sheet. Uh, you could probably. Uh, you know, I, I'll I'll say there's a possibility that if you like blue ballast and you needed to get through the ice, you might be able to break through the ice. So it's not like as thick that you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, but it's still fairly thick. That. Sounds like a great way to break your conning tower uh, or your periscopes. Uh, okay. Yeah, or your whole ship. Yeah. Uh, no, we're gonna let's. This is what we're doing. We're we're gonna be going around okay at 150 feet using passive sonar going to use the periscope every now and then we're going to tilt the ship down so we can actually look down try and get an exact bearing on this thing and not just in location but also its depth and once we've done that and we've circled around then we can consider doing that again at a at a further depth and see what we get okay all right so you uh, start doing that um you know the the ship you you run a very uh you know well uh functioning ship um you're able to very easily maneuver like that uh you're not going anywhere near the bottom so uh of of the ocean so you, there's no or the sea there's no worry about you bottoming out or anything like that uh as you start kind of maneuvering around um, uh, Lieutenant, uh, Richardson, you, you definitely hear the change. So, so as you're kind of like going around the side of it or where you kind of going away or maneuvering away and down, you're, you are able to kind of pinpoint that, you know, first off, uh, or confirm that the thing, whatever it is, um, is staying in place. It is, it is static because as you move, the direction of the sound where it's coming from uh, kind of moves to where you would expect it to. Um, Captain, are you going to uh, raise the periscope to to look? At yeah, all? no, I said I said that we're doing okay. it periodically. Right, sorry, I... I'll be raising the periscope, so you're just going to be looking, and so it would be naturally, you know, you're seeing what's straight ahead or not around you. But also, I'm just going to have the whole ship angle down. Right. I mean, you can't go like that. That'd be insane. Right. right. But... Just, okay. you know, what, what can they do? What, 30 degrees? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and it, as that happens, you know, everybody, you know, kind of holds on because, the you know, the ship is literally, you know, your floor is literally going down at an angle at that point. Uh, right. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll. All right, you got it. <clears throat> Ooh, I think that's a good one. Hang on. Sorry. That would be a regular success. Awesome. So, uh at first, you don't see anything as you're, oh. you're doing that. Um, so the, the first time you do that, 
there's nothing you know it's pitch black out there as you would expect you know you are you know a couple hundred feet below the the ocean there's little to no sunlight that would reach to to this level um very few bioluminescent uh anything there every once in a while you know you, you may be able to see like maybe a foot or two in front of the periscope and a fish would go by or plankton or you know something right. well, floats in that by. case uh hit the running lids um, you do that. It, it does provide a little bit of illumination, uh, but again, not a lot. However, you know, that, that's the first time you do that. You, you go another, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, you you do it again. You, you've gone farther. So, so um, let me ask. So uh, which which kind of direction are you going around it? So if you were originally traveling straight ahead, would you be kind of trying to go to the right of it or the left of it? You know, what would your plan be? Uh, probably clockwise okay so so are you going around to the left first and then okay um yeah. so you do that so um you know at, you do the the, the first time yeah let's say at about 15 minutes in uh, and, and if i'm wrong on this just just tell me um that's when you don't see anything you go about a half an hour so you would be roughly uh based on the uh lieutenant richardson's um uh, figures you'd be roughly, uh, I guess, next to it. Um, you know, maybe a uh, quarter mile away in in the ocean uh, to it. As you go down and as you kind of tilt your periscope to that, you do see a reddish light, um, a reddish glow in the distance of where this thing would be, uh, where the sound is coming from, uh, and it's only brief. Um, it, like you know, for one moment it's flashing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a, a couple seconds, maybe like three to four seconds. Um, however, when you see that and the rest of you kind of notice this as well, you obviously don't see it, but the sound stops for a second. So you, you see the glow and the sound just ceases and then the glow goes away and it starts back up again. Y'all hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. And uh, you know, um, not not to the whole ship, but uh, you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll write it down and have you know, a crewman you know pass it along in a folded note if I have to, just explaining what I saw, just so open information amongst the officers. That's very odd. How far down does this, whatever it is, appear to be? Uh, so you were at about what two hundred feet. Yeah. That we, it would have been yeah, roughly. So you can only go down to about four hundred. Right. It it would have been roughly the same depth as you. Maybe a little bit higher. And that's not the ocean floor. It's just sitting no. there in the water. Yes. It, if you had to guess, it was kind of in in the water. Um. The the depth charts that you have again, they're not necessarily accurate show that the ocean or the the sea floor here is probably between seven to nine hundred feet a, a beacon of some sort or a well uh we're gonna get a, any closer to this thing a mine well that's why uh you do it when you have to uh let's go active sonar i want precise distance to this object and also to the ocean floor <laughs> Uh, and then we are going to very carefully approach. So as you give that order, uh, Lieutenant Clark, uh, you are uh, you know standing up there in the control room. One of the you hear a voice come from one of the uh, kind of tubes that you know go throughout the ship to communicate. 
uh, and you just hear somebody screaming and you know this tube would go to the galley, which is, uh, let's say like, you know, two to three rooms behind where, where you're at towards uh, the back of the, the submarine. Just, uh, uh, just uh, voice, just start yelling. We need somebody down here. We need somebody down here. The, the cook has gone crazy. Hurry up, hurry up. And you just hear kind of this screaming uh, in, the, in the background. It's really hard to tell. I'll go. Captain, there's something crazy going on in the galley right now. We got to get send somebody out there. Yeah, I'm I'm going. You guys are all busy. All right, so uh, you kind of start rushing through the the sub. It doesn't take you very long uh, to get there. Again, it's only a couple rooms. Uh, the galley itself is you know kind of fairly small. It's really like a, a think of like a small apartment. Um, you know, the, the kitchen in a small apartment. That's kind of what it looks like. Although sure. you know, there's enough in there to you know, feed uh, the entire crew for, um, you know, a week or two uh, if needed. I'm obviously making all this up. So if I'm wrong, please don't, you know, blast me in, in the comments for the video. Um, uh, so you you get there and you see uh, two of the um, the sailors uh, kind of backed up against the wall. One is holding his arm. You can see there's blood. Everybody, you know, kind of wears, you know, you kind of dress down in, in the sub because it's so hot. Everybody's in T-shirts or, you know, bare chest and, you know, probably, you know, pants or, or shorts or something like that. But he he has a, a white, t a dirty white T-shirt on and he's kind of holding it because you can just see blood, uh, you know, there, there. There's a sailor next to him that's kind of helping him away. And you can see back in the kitchen area just kind of in the shadows a little bit um the the cook you would know uh, uh who the cook is everybody would know know <laughs> him uh, and you can kind of see him standing in the shadows just holding this big butcher knife what the fuck is going on shanzi get out here what's wrong with you he he, he kind of steps forward uh, a little bit and his eyes are like wide open and bloodshot almost like he's been drinking all day but you know for a fact there is no alcohol on this shit right right uh, unless somebody would sneak it on uh, but his eyes are super bloodshot he's breathing heavily there's uh splatters of blood probably from where he stabbed uh the um the, the, the private jones um uh who's standing behind you um and he just panting heavily, just looking at you. Uh, he's not holding the knife in a threatening manner. He's just kind of holding it at his side. Right. Uh, but he's not really moving when you command him to. Shanzi, put the knife down. Lieutenant Clark, are you there too? I apologize. Did you did you go with him? Uh, no, I didn't go in. I didn't follow okay. along. Okay. Did yeah. anybody they're else? All, they're all busy. Okay. <laughs> so um, he, uh, you tell him to put the knife down uh, and he just starts babbling he just starts you know kind of muttering under his breath you you can't really make it out at first um uh and then you, as the you you can't really make it out because again you're not moving too fast so it's not really the the sound of the engines it's more of that noise from whatever it is that's kind of drowning him out however when the volume of that that noise kind of dips down you can kind of hear him and you can hear him saying that the, the, the tendrils the, the tendrils are going to reach into me they're, they're going to get me and then the, the volume raises back up and you see his mouth moving but you can't really make out what he's saying and then it goes back down and he's kind of repeating the same thing just talking about these tendrils that are in the deep they're always in the deep they're there but they're coming up they're coming up towards us and his eyes are super wide okay i'm going to rely on training and my intimidation you know put the knife down what's wrong with you soldier pull yourself together 
Okay, go ahead. Did they call you soldiers? Sailor. Sailor. Pull yourself together, sailor. Go ahead and make an intimidation roll. Uh, can I spend luck? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll spend uh, five luck to pass. Okay. Um, you uh, you you do that. Um, and he kind of. You can see his training kicks in a little bit, uh, and just for uh, a second or two, uh, he kind of almost he starts to snap to attention, and then the volume of that noise raises up again, and he he goes back into his you know wide eyed you know mumbling about the the, the the tendrils the tendrils are coming they're coming for me, and then he looks at you and goes, they're coming for you too. With that, uh, what what is your dexterity? My dex. Um... 60. 60. All right. So he lunges for you uh, with the knife. You have a higher dexterity than he he does. Okay. What would you like to do? Okay. I was, somebody's in distress like this. Somebody's freaking out and they've got a knife in their hand. I'm, I'm sort of always readying myself. Um, if he lunges at me, I'm bringing my foot up and kicking him in the chest. Okay. I right, go ahead and roll, and I'll even say that because of your intimidation roll and because you're ready for this, you're kind of been trained for this, you get a bonus die to that as well. Okay. Oh, uh, this is hand-to-hand brawling. Okay. Yes, brawling, yes. Uh, 17 is the best. That's a uh, hard. Awesome. So he, he lunges at you, uh, and, yeah, you, you just kind of back up. and You said you were going to kick him? Yeah. All right, so you. So he's you more or less him. running into my foot as I yeah. kick him. Yeah, forward. absolutely. You you get him square in the chest, and um, he's uh, not the the best shape. Um, you know, even for uh, a sailor, he's a little bit you know pudgy, not not like fat or anything like that. But he's you know not not in the best of shape. Um, you hit him right in the chest. It causes you knock out the uh, the air uh, out of his lungs, uh-huh. and he drops the knife and just kind of crumples uh, to the ground. He doesn't offer any you know resistance uh, as he crumples. He just kind of falls to the <coughs> ground. His his arms you know kind of you know clutching his head, trying I, gasping for breath. I grab the knife and I look over at the uh, uninjured uh, sailor and to sort of give him the you know, the, the twist of my head and the eyes pointing, uh, we're going to subdue this guy. So he needs to help me. Okay. And it, it takes him a second because uh, he was uh, a little bit in shock. Uh, these are both uh, kind of newer sure. uh, sailors. You know, this is probably their their first uh, tour. Um, yeah, and, but, but he jumps in, uh, you know, kind of following your direction. What do you want him to do? Um, well, he and I are going to restrain the chef, the, the cook, and uh, I probably don't have handcuffs, so um, no, you you wouldn't. I, I would say that there are handcuffs somewhere, but we're in all likelihood, to, the weapons officer is the one who would uh, know where those are at. Or we're going those. to forcibly uh, uh, get him to the brig and okay. lock him in. I don't know um, if uh, the sub would have a brig, but you would you would have something that you could put him in. Let, let's let's put it that way, whether yeah. it's like a closet or a room somewhere, something that we can secure, something something you can you can secure him into it. Uh, do me uh, one favor as you're kind of well, actually, how how are you? You and the the sailor are you know, gonna grab him? Are you just gonna pick him up and just start dragging him? I think or... we've got him by the arms, okay. yeah, okay. and drag, and we are. You know, on either side of him, forcing him down the 
Okay. Uh, so um, let's say that the room that you're going to put him in is uh, maybe a couple rooms towards the, the back of the ship. It's, it's kind of like a little side room that's got uh, uh, one of the, the sealed portal doors that you could put him in. Uh, maybe it's like a, um, an officer's room uh, that is not in use or you know maybe you're okay. just going to throw him into an officer's room because they, they would get their own rooms. Um, do me a favor. Give me a roll for the sailor. Uh, this is going to be a dodge roll for him. Uh, he has a dodge of 30. 98. So as you get to uh, right to where the, the room is, uh, you you have to let go of him to open the door, to undo the porthole or whatever it is, uh, to to push him in. Uh, as you go and grab that and start to uh, push the door inward to to go in, um, the the chef just grabs. Um, pulls himself away from you and just bites down onto uh, the the sailor that's with you right onto his shoulder. The sailor screams out uh, in agony as the uh, the chef just tears away a chunk of flesh from him. Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to punch the cook in the face repeatedly okay. <laughs> <laughs> until he is knocked out. Go go ahead and give me a roll for that. Brawling. Oh four. That is awesome. Yeah, perfect. I knock so his head off. You you do, you absolutely you know, he he looks at you and there's this just chunk of flesh hanging from his face. A second later, your fist connects right with his jaw, uh, and he goes out cold. Okay. Um go ahead though and give me a sanity check for, for seeing him do that. Uh okay. and um, we can also assume that there are other people on this boat. There's 90 people. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm yelling out also for a medic at the same time. Yeah. Uh, 20. Where is my sanity? Yeah, I've got 70. That's... Okay, so you lose one. Um, the 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 soldier, or sorry, soldier, the sailor that was with you, he grabs, he's grabbing his arm. There are others who kind of... Um, rush to his aid and start taking him, you know, to where uh, the, the medic would uh, would be the, the first aid room or where they could, you know, start patching him up. Right. You know, he he he's bleeding, you know, pretty badly, but you you think he's going to be OK. You um, are again, you this the chef, you you put him into the um, the room, close the door and it, it appears to be uh, locked. Um, mm. Although are, are you going to do anything to um, to lock it from your side? Yeah, some sort of, I don't know, like you said, I, I don't know about submarines either, but let's say in movies where they stick something in between the, okay, that the spinny things so they can't yep. <laughs> um, spin it. And, and that's the technical term for the door, too, the spinny thing. The spinny thing. Yeah. The spinny thing, yeah. The bulkhead. Uh, you, you, the bulkhead. Yeah, you, you find a... Um, uh, a pole or you know something that you can kind of jam in there and yeah. you're fairly positive that um, it's not going to... Um, He's not going to be able to to open it up uh, at all. Okay, I'll probably uh, so, also post somebody, you know, okay. and and then I'm going to go back to the front and uh, tell everybody what happened. Tell the captain what happened. Report. Okay, so, so I report, this maybe I report to the commander. The commander reports to the captain. Okay, that's so so this right. takes about ten minutes or so for with all of this happening. While that's going on, what what is everybody doing, Captain? You just saw, you know. You you started to ask, I think, for um, kind of like uh, pings to to towards this thing. Um, what yeah, active uh, sonar? Okay. Um, 
does that give but i know today with today's technology you get a pretty good idea of what shape the object would be does that work back then i have no idea i think i can give you a pretty good idea of size and there'll be some if it's if it's more square than round i'll be able to tell that from the waves that come off if it's shaped like a u that looks a little different i'm not going to be able to tell you if it's a a letter t or a letter l right, right. or okay. that sounds if it's good a big to me. sausage then you know it's another submarine <laughs> right yeah, yeah, exactly you know i uh, that you know that sounds good so that's what we're going to go with um uh lieutenant richardson uh give me a role for that um do you have mechanical uh or, or operate heavy machinery i do not have operate heavy machinery i've got uh Electronics, mechanics, uh, and uh, radio. Uh, wh what's the highest of those? Radio. What? What is it? Sixty-four. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and roll that. You you would be trained in this. You you've got decent yeah, skill. That's a, a hard success. Twenty-nine. Perfect. Awesome. So as you do that, um, you know, it sends out a, an active ping um to you, know, you you start getting the the information back and it doesn't quite make sense to you um you you it doesn't make sense because the shape that comes back is mammoth like size of a battleship mammoth um oh, not that the, doesn't make not sense mastodon in shape yeah it's it, it's it's and the shape of it. So yeah. in terms of, you know, how big it is, you know, it's, it's kind of that, that big, uh, in terms of shape, it's, you're not really getting a, um, a good shape for it. It, it, it um, it's kind of uh, best way, I guess I could describe it would be amorphous where it's, it's not like oval, it's not square. Um, it, it's the readings just aren't coming back, giving you a definitive shape other than it's big. Um, yeah, uh, Captain, uh, uh, Commander, uh, I also am a little distracted. There's a lot of screaming coming over the tubes. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It might be something very irregular in shape, which could maybe be like a coral or something, so it doesn't have a nice smooth edge to bounce off, right? But it seems to be uh, in enormous, I'm wondering if it's displacing something or there's something else affecting the water because we're going around it and it seems like it's it's so big that we couldn't even be going around it if that makes any sense at all does that make any it sense does. it does so you said it's the size of a battleship uh yeah it's it's uh big it's huge yeah it's 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 not an, it's not a marine mammal it's not, it definitely doesn't, it's not part of the seafloor, which I was kind of hoping this was some sort of tectonic thing. Uh, maybe there was a very spiky, I don't know, something, but I don't think, I don't know. Well, I wish we could get eyes on it, but. Uh... All right, let's get closer. All right. It seems like it's, it's static. Yeah. But there was that moment where it stopped signaling. Everybody and got that's that, when right? I saw, and you know, and, and that's you know, I'm not I'm not letting the the. Uh, the, the oh, that's that know. note. I didn't no. read that note. Oh, that that wow. uh, that's what that's when I saw red, 
I don't know what the hell this thing is. You know, I, I'm just quietly telling that he's like, but you know, that's why we're here. So uh, just we're going to go forward. Yes. What's up, Exo? Should we should we should we get some uh, firing solutions to you? Excellent idea. Right. Um, so uh, I would um, uh, message the weapons officer to uh, load tubes one and two, and I would get on the map table and give him solutions so he can make a decision if he wants to or not. Okay. Affirmative. Um, yeah. Lieutenant Clark, uh, are are you um, you know you hear the XO and the captain you know start saying that they want to you know make sure that the the tubes are loaded um you you're the one who's kind of in charge of all of that all all of that uh yeah is there yeah that you so, would want to do as well um i'd like to so we've only been going for about another 10 minutes since the last time that we looked and saw that roughly yeah so it wouldn't really mean much to take another look just yet i don't think um no i think i'm I'm going to order the guys to load up the tubes and I'm going to see if I can check in on the, um, on the galley, see what's going on. Okay. Yeah. By this time. Yeah. By this time, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, you would have come back up Uh, as he walks in. Everybody can see that, you know, there's kind of blood across his shirt, obviously not his, uh, but there are definitely, you know, signs of of blood. And I, I don't interrupt anybody. I just go right over to, uh, Commander uh, Mellon, and uh, tell him quietly what happened um, and what the situation currently is. The guy's locked up, but I, I have no explanation. So he just he just lost it. Just, and you, ex- he kept he he looked like he'd been drinking, sir. Um, uh, but I don't see how that's possible. The last time we could have gotten on shore leave was, was too long ago. Uh, he uh, he was rambling about something. Uh, said kind of sounded like narcosis, you know, like he was uh, hallucinating stuff. Kept saying there was you know octopuses or something down there in the in the water, reaching up with their tentacles and trying to get him. Uh, he uh, stabbed one of the others and. Uh, uh, while we were trying to subdue him, he bit Lieutenant uh, 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 Pickleson. I don't know uh, uh, in the shoulder. Uh, I I I had to use force. I punched him in the face, knocked him out, um, dragged him into the uh, the uh, the forward uh, mandate room, and uh, sealed him in there, locked him in there. Good work. And what about the two? Uh... And two sailors that he injured. How are they? I, I called medics. Uh, the medics have taken them, taken control of that situation. Okay. And have we been able to talk to this sailor? No, I, I, I figured I'd get him out of the way and lock that. We're in a situation right now. So um, if you want, I can go talk to him, question him. Dinner's going to be late. <laughs> yeah. Um, see if you can talk to him. Um and I'll meet you down there in about 10 minutes. Yes, sir. So after we had that conversation, I, w- I would have been calculating the firing solutions while we, we were discussing that. And mm-hmm. then I just hand them over my shoulder to the captain. Okay. All right. 
So and, that. Uh, go ahead. No, no, go on, go on. I was going to say is uh, I would uh, look them over and, you know, and uh, I'm assume I'm I'm going to assume that they're they're fine, and then I mm-hmm. I, I would uh, give the the go ahead and uh, have the weapons officer ready to implement. Okay, you give the um, word, sir. All right, um, and so you're you're slowly you know heading towards uh, this this thing. Um, were you still going at the same kind of slow crawl? Yep. Okay. Um, and- the silent service, not the super fast service. Exactly. So. <laughs> and uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, Schwarzkopf, you were going to head back to to there. Okay. Um, yep. So, so you start heading back as as you uh, kind of leave. Uh, everybody who's up in uh, the control room, you start uh, to slowly you know head towards this uh, thing. Um, you could tell that you were, you know, when you started to turn, you're roughly, you know, maybe half mile, quarter mile away, you know, not not necessarily too far um, away, and you're slowly going towards it. Uh, Captain, are you going to be using the the periscope still to to look or okay? So oh, yeah. and still and still, you know, tipping the boat down. Okay, you know, not crazily amount. You know, take a look. Okay, so you uh, are. Moving forward, uh, you're you're doing that. Uh, you're not really seeing much again. Um, and then, you know, after about five minutes, you see that red glow again, and it goes on. It, it the glow stays for a little bit longer this time. It's it's more like you know five or or ten seconds, and it's actually a little bit brighter. Um, in fact, brighter because uh, I'm closer, or this is a change of behavior. Because you're closer, yeah. Because you're, okay. you're, you're getting uh, closer to it. Um, as that happens, again, you all hear the same thing as before, where that sound gets interrupted. Um, and, um, you know, not, I'm not going to have all the officers, you know, like, everyone come here, gather around the, the periscope. But, you know, I'm going to let people take turns. Like, XO, come take a look at this. And, you know, what do you make of it? And just, just, just circle around so that, you know. We all have the same information. Take a look, and, and it's just yeah. And I mean, and for for those who um uh, who who are there and and look in it, you you can see it as well. It, it's this uh, kind of soft muted red glow that's within the um that's coming from you know somewhere. Um, it's not like it's a uh, like a, a beam of light or anything like that, that the water is definitely diffusing it, uh, but it's definitely a red glow and uh, not that you've really ever seen within in under the ocean anywhere. Uh, and again, as this happens, the the sound uh, that was rising and falling, it it stops. Um, it gets interrupted. Uh, and it, it's kind of unnerving because you you've all gotten a little bit used to it at that point. Um, Mm. and when it goes silent, everybody in the room, including the the sailors that are there and, and, uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, as you're walking back, you know, this happens, everybody gets a little bit unnerved and, you know, start to get a little bit freaked out. And then it starts back up again as the the glow kind of goes away. Um, kind of like like brief periods of like, oh, that's too quiet. Yeah. Kind of like that. Exactly. So, um, so is this is this glow? Uh, are we only noticing the the stopping of the 
of the sound when we look and see the glow? Yes. Yeah, it only appears to be when the, the glow happens. Um, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, you, you, uh, it takes you, you know, a minute or two to get back to where uh, you put uh, the chef. Um, the door is still uh, kind of closed. The uh, and, and whatever you shoved in there is still in there. Uh, the sailors that you put on watch are are still there, uh, and they kind of you know come to attention when you get there and report that nothing has happened. Have, has he said anything? Have you heard him any, anything? He no. seemed quite out of his mind. No, no, sir. Um, they uh, he hasn't you know said anything since since you left. Um, you can kind of tell too; they're a little nervous. Well, well done. Um, I think that I will quickly uh, find a set of handcuffs. They're probably where the guns are. Mm -hmm. um, come back and then say, all right, I need you gentlemen to help me restrain this man. Uh, he seems quite violent. Be ready for it. But he doesn't have a weapon at this point. He does bite. So watch him for that. But I need to get these handcuffs on him. Okay. Uh, they, um, again, they're pretty nervous, but, you know, they're going to follow orders. And so, you know, they're ready uh, to follow your lead. Uh, are you going to be opening the door? Do you want them to open the door? I'll do it. Um, John Z, we're opening the door. We need to talk to you. Don't bite us. And I'll open up the door. Ready to okay. punch him square in the face. You, you open up the door and he's actually just um, he, he's awake. Uh, he is sitting against uh, the, the back of the room, uh, just uh, kind of just sitting there uh, looking straight ahead. You can still see the, the blood on his shirt. There's even some blood that has, you know, uh, from where he bit uh, the one sailor kind of dripping down his his chin. Uh, but he just looks at you as you come in, as you open the door. Yeah. So what's your story, soldier? What's going on? Are you on drugs? Are you drinking? He's, he's just looking at you. He kind of has this far off, far off look in his eyes. Um, almost like he's looking at, almost like he's looking through you, not, and not at you. Okay. So Stand you, up. you are on uh, the port left. Whatever left is, is that port port port, port. port. the the port side of the the ship, um, and so uh, sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. So you're on the the port side of the ship. Uh, that means the front of the ship. If he was like sitting to the side, would be to his left. Um, and so uh, where? Uh, I'm sorry. What did you What did you tell him to do? Stand up. Um, he doesn't move for a second and then he slowly starts to stand up but as he does he starts looking turning his body to the left towards the front of the ship as if he's looking at something there and you can at first not really see anything that he's doing and then you kind of hear him saying do you see it it's so beautiful Face the wall. He he, oh. he doesn't move. He's just continuing to stare forward. It's it's so beautiful. I can't wait 
for us to be near. I will try to reach out, grab his arm, and cuff him. Okay. Um, you do that, he offers no resistance. Okay. Um, then I will I will cuff him to a pipe. <laughs> okay. So that he can't get away. There are many pipes. There are lots of pipes. There, there are definitely pipes uh, all over the place. Um as as you're doing that, um, so in in the room, you mean not not yeah, in like the hallway. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, you you kind of you uh, uh, cuff him to one of the pipes. Um, as you're doing that, he still kind of you know saying, "It's so beautiful." Still looking in the same direction, even if you move him around, he kind right. of twists his head to to kind of look towards the front of the, the of where the the uh, submarine would be. Uh, it's so beautiful. I can't wait for us to see it. And at one point he looks at you and says, you're going to see it too. Shanzi, you are drunk or on drugs or something. We will get you fixed up. But for now, what is it that you're seeing? How did this start? Oh, it's, it's always been here. It's, it started long before any of us. Um, stay there, and I'm gonna close well, the you door. Ju- again. You just handcuffed him. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make no, sure. He I know can't I'm not get even away. there. I just thought that was funny. Just... I'm gonna, I'm gonna just lock him uh, back up. Um, they don't have to watch because he can't get out. Um, go back to your. Do you? Do you uh, I'll, I'll say to one of them. I said, "You know where his uh, bunk is." Oh uh, yes, sir. Uh, could you take me to his bunk? Uh, yes, sir. And and so um, starts taking you to uh, you know where where uh, it's actually right near the the mess hall. Um, okay. His bunk actually would probably be in the mess hall. Um, I'm not sure if it matters, but one of the joys of serving on a submarine, you never go to a cold bed. They hot bunk, so yeah. they're shared. Yeah, I I wanted I want to go through whatever stuff he's got and okay. see if he's got drugs or something. Okay, I'll look under um, the mattress and you know where sure. people might hide stuff. Sure, uh, go ahead and give me a spot hit and roll. Okay, is that? Let's see. Spot hidden. Uh, I will spend two luck to pass. Um, you look through, you, you find, you find a little bit of contraband stuff you would expect, you know, somebody to sneak aboard because everybody kind of does it. Um, it's kind of one of those overlooked things, um, just to kind of keep morale up and, and so on. But you, other than that, nothing, you, you really don't find anything like drugs or alcohol or, you know, anything weird or anything like that. So as this is going on, uh, those back up in the control room, uh, you know, you're slowly uh, heading towards this thing. What what are you doing? I'm I'm curious. So, Captain, when you say there's a red glow every time the thing goes quiet. Well, I showed it to you. I, I gave everyone a turn at the periscope. It was like five or ten seconds. I don't know if I could get there. I'm oh, okay. Being persnickety about you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it's you know it's a keeper question anyway. Is there any shape to this glow? Not, that, not like that a, you... something shining through a keyhole. 
Mm, no, no, I mean, it, but you know, the water is probably diffusing it a lot. Uh, so maybe, maybe roughly circular in in nature. Um, and the, it's the, not the glow, like, but because one thing you know, because it goes silent when the lights on. I'm, it reminds me a little bit of like a lighthouse. If the if the beam is turned toward you and you're not hearing the sound at the same time, just spitball in here, you know. So are you looking through the periscope or are you just Yeah, I'd like hearing? to see it. If I, yes, please. If, if, yeah, I, me, I, I welcome everyone's input. Uh okay. I, I yes. appreciate it, Captain. So you go to the periscope and, and you're watching, and like before, there's nothing. You know, it's it's you know, you, you do see the running lights, those are still on. Um, so that does provide a little bit of ambient light, but you can't probably you probably can't see really even to the front of the, the submarine. And then all of a sudden you see this red glow uh, appear. And then it disappears for a second and then it appears back up and it disappears for a second and then appears again. Um, Lieutenant Richardson, give me an idea roll. As we're getting closer to it. Oh, another good roll. I'm hot. 16, uh, where am I? Uh, so that's a, a hard, but I can make it extreme with five points if it's really golden. Uh, no, that's that's good enough. Um, as you see this happen, and, and again, the, the noises, uh, as, as it's kind of uh, gl uh, the glowing uh, pieces and then goes back up, the the sounds are are interrupted not as much as before um but there there de there's definitely an interu interruption that everybody can hear it almost reminds you as if uh, something was blinking it, it it reminds you of and it's this sounds crazy to you but that's the best way you can put it is this some like big eye that was blinking um yeah however, sneaking up on a are we sneaking up no. on a submerged cylon <laughs> i know i know we don't know what that is but yeah uh yeah we need i think we need to get more eyes on this as we close it. it i didn't get one blast of light i got a a, a short and a long and a short uh kind of like you were waking up a little bit except and it's yeah and, and as you describe that um the the rest of you except for lieutenant schwarzkopf you're still kind of off you know doing your thing um as you're kind of describing that, um, actually, the the four of you give me a listen roll because you're kind of just uh, Lieutenant Richardson. You're you're describing this as almost like a blinking of an eye or, or something similar. Blinking of an eye. Listen, you said listen, correct? Regular yes. success for me. Is a regular. Regular failure. Okay. Um, then um sorry uh those who who passed uh as uh the lieutenant is trying to describe this you you hear a soft sobbing um and it, at first you're not even sure that that this, that's what you're hearing um and then you realize that it's coming from uh, uh sergeant lucas who is one of the the men in the control room who uh, actually works uh, with the, um, the the steering and, and the speed and, and all those controls. God, it's the helmsman. 
Uh, and he's his back is is to you all. Excellent. We'll leave that man immediately. All right, sir. So I'll walk over to him. I'm just like, sailor, come on with me. Um, how, are you just going up and like putting your hand on the shoulder or are you, you just. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> no, well, I've been made aware of the, the one guy going crazy. So I'll yeah. I'll walk up slightly hesitantly, but I'll I'll try to get his attention. See if he'll turn around at least. Okay. Um, you, you go up, you, you go and get his attention and he turns around and, uh, as he turns around, everybody else, uh, can see this. Um, you can tell he was sobbing, um, or, you know, crying, but not tears because there's blood coming from his eyes. Um, for some, everybody give me a sanity check. Not, not Lieutenant Schwarzkopf. You're, you're not there. I mean, you can still give me one if you want, but. Fail. All right. So if you pass, nothing. If you uh, failed, uh, just lose one. Um, uh, command, yeah, Commander Mellon, uh, you see this, and and you're. I'm sorry. Did did you pass? I failed. Failed. Um, so you're 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 in shock a little bit at seeing this. It kind of take. You weren't expecting to see this. Um, and uh, um, uh, uh, Carpool or Sergeant uh, Lucas, whatever I, I said, um, he he kind of looks at you and he, you know, the 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 blood tears are flowing down his cheeks, and he just says, "It's so beautiful. I I, I can't wait to get there." And just slams to to full speed ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, with okay, that, so I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna to hit him in a rear naked choke. And pull his his ass out of the helmsman seat. Okay. Well, everybody, give me a dexterity check. Um, I yeah, realize that it's gonna... not going to be super fast, but there is still that that jolt that gonna you, you probably weren't gonna Ooh. that you weren't expecting. I rolled a seven. Extreme success. Uh, I, I could if I, I could spend five, I can make it in a hard. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> failed. All right. All right. Um, so uh, I. And Lieutenant Richardson, did you pass or fail? Regular. Sorry. Regular. All right. So Lieutenant Clark, I think you are the only one who failed. Um, you were not expecting this, um, even though, you know, the the jolt kind of, you know, shocks you. You, you It kind of knocks you off your feet a little bit. Uh, you tumble uh, down in, into one of the other sailors that, that's on deck. Uh, uh, Commander Mellon, you are you're going to you said you're going to grab him and you know, kind of put him in a, uh, a chokehold. Mm hmm. All right. Um, you do that very easily. He's not resisting you at all. Um, what, what are you doing with him when that happens? I'm going to pull him out of the seat. Um, as I'm doing that, I'm looking at one of the other seamen to relieve him. Um, and once I get him out the seat, I'm going to drag him onto the ground and then elbow him in the side of the temple. Okay. Um Go ahead and give me a brawling roll, just uh, to make sure that, you know. Uh, that's a fail. All right. Uh, how how badly did you fail? Is that a okay? Uh, well, brawl is a 25, and I rolled a 66. Oh, so okay. pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but not, not a critical. So, it's not a yeah, botch. Yeah, you, you hit him. Um, it, it doesn't knock him out or anything like that. Uh but you know, it it definitely kind of dazed him uh, a little bit. Um, 
Uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, you know, you you felt the jolt. Uh, you know, there even when that happened, you know, there like some pots and pans or plates or something that get get knocked over because you're right near the galley. Uh, what what are you doing when this happens? Well, I've just been going through what's his name's uh, stuff. Um, whatever is in my hands, I probably just throw it down on the bed, and I start heading back up towards the the bridge. Okay, so as you're you're getting to the bridge, uh, Commander Mail, where were you going to take him? Uh, to the storage room. Okay. Um, so, uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, as you're heading towards uh, the control room, uh, you can see Commander Mellon kind of pulling him back. Um, I take over. I'll say, I'll take this, Commander. All right. And I'll just say, take him to the storeroom and make sure he doesn't budge. Okay. And then before, and I'm like, Schwarzkopf, knock his ass out. All right. And, and uh, I'm just going to give the order. I said, I don't that it's having a negative effect on the crew. Turn us around. We're, we're backing off. We're gonna. Right, sir. Since since we've already uh, been uh, put into a full flank, uh, just hard to port. Turn us around. So All yeah, right, so- we're going one five zero. So he's telling us to flip. That put put us at zero three zero. All right. So he you give that order. Um, Everybody who's in the control room, which I think is everybody again except for Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, give me, yeah. yeah, give me a spot hidden roll. Mm. Okay, and I believe that's a success. 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 All <laughs> right. So, um, Lieutenant Richardson and Commander Mellon, you are very uh, kind of focused as what you're doing, but the other two of you. Um, you know, Captain, you, you give the order, uh, people start scrambling uh, to um, to start you know, doing that. And Lieutenant Clark and Captain Pearson, you both noticed that um, uh, Lieutenant Richardson, he was he was still standing near the, the periscope and then you kind of jumped into action. The red glow, you could actually you can actually now see it coming through the periscope. It's almost like it's so bright now that it's illuminating you know, part of the the sub. There's the the, the red light. The red glow is coming from the the periscope. It, it's it's that bright now, um, Commander. As you go and to you know throw it in reverse and start giving the commands to to you know start changing the the ship's direction. Um, <coughs> you notice uh, that the um, the sailor at the steering wheel is having a lot of trouble trying to move the steering wheel. Like he, he he's like straining his muscles and you know, he's not a, a weak person. He, he's pretty strong. And he kind of looks at you with this, you know, uh, look of shock on his face. And he says, commander, I'm trying, I, I can't, I can't, I can't change uh, direction. So, uh, so, yeah. So I'll kind of yell back to the captain, captain, we're in a cross current. So we've lost steering. Um, but have before the steering was lost, did we, did we flip already? No, you uh, no. So we're you, still you're, you're still moving forward. Okay. Uh, I believe you also went and you know try, either tried to slow it down or uh, the speed. No, I did. I did. I haven't ordered a, a slowdown in speed yet. But what I'd like to do is, uh, and I, I would know this because my character is uh, pretty high in mechanical engineering. Is uh, it's not like a golf cart where you can just flip it into reverse and you're fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. As quick as possible, but also be gentle on our engine 
is slower speed and then reverse. Okay. Um, so, um, I'll, if he, once he says that I'll relay it, um, to the engine room. Yeah. Um, and I, I will also give the orders to load tubes seven and eight in the aft, just in case we, in the off chance, we're actually able to flip. We'll, we'll be able to defend ourselves, but captain, I think we need to fire on this thing. Let's see if we can back off first. If not, weapons free. All right. So you would have controls to control the speed in the control room. Are are you using those, or are you telling the the um, uh, the the engine room to to slow down? Oh, I'll use them if if okay. I or, or someone else. Because uh, we know, haven't had we haven't replaced the helmsman yet, right? Uh. No, no, you, you wouldn't have. Out. No, yeah, no, he he got drug out. I assume someone. I mean, there's another yeoman, or one of you can step in, take if, the chair, and if I get back in the next couple of minutes, I'll probably take it. Okay. Well, we'll get to you in a second. Okay. Um. <clears throat> <Jeez>. So <laughs> that's terrible. Um. Who whoever goes to to grab the 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 speed to slow it down, you you start to move it to to slow it back down and. The lever to to slow down moves, but the ship does not slow down. In fact, you all you all know what it feels like to be moving in the submarine, how fast it goes, even at full speed. You feel like you're going faster than that. Yeah, you know, something that is that shouldn't be possible. Fire weapons. Yeah, I'm knocking on the tubes. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll, I'll radio down fire fire one and two. All right. Uh, 30 second timers. I'm gonna take the uh periscope again and see if I can see what effect this has, if nobody else has it. All right. I assume you and I are switching off. I mean just yeah. fair enough, Captain. As this is going on, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, you are taking the uh helmsman, um, Corporal Lucas, uh back towards uh you know the same uh area where you put the uh the uh Shanzi, the 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 chef. Um, you start to go down uh, the the hallway uh, towards the uh, w- where that room was, and you get through you know the first room, uh, get through the second room, and it, it's kind of in the hallway after the the, the third room. Um, you get to kind of where the the door is in the third room, and, and uh, Corporal Lucas is not offering any resistance at, at all. He's you know just like the chef was, he's just. Facing towards the, uh, you're you're kind of dragging him towards the aft of the ship. So he's his head is kind of turned towards the the front of the ship, and he he's kind of repeating the same things that the chef was. It's so beautiful. It, it I, it's uh it's going to we'll, we'll be there soon. Uh, it's it's so beautiful, Lieutenant. You you have to see it now. And as you get to that third door, to where you would expect to um, see the two so, uh, sailors that you put there to guard, mm-hmm. they are not there. And the door is open. Wonderful. And he's not in there cuffed. I don't know. Are you gonna go? Uh, so I imagine you're. You see this as you kind of get to the bulkhead, and you can kind of see the door, like maybe like five feet in front of you. You can't peer into it. Um, okay. Well, I'm heading towards it. I did tell the soldiers. One of the soldiers took me to the bunk. And I told the other soldiers that now that he's cuffed, he didn't have to stay there. So I'm not that surprised okay. I'm not there. Um, 
But you would also expect to see other sailors in the area because, you know, this is a, a, it's not a huge submarine and there's 90 people in here. You're not really seeing a lot of people you would expect to to see. Well, okay. I'll come inside. Uh, I'll look, I'll walk in and I'll look inside the, uh, where I had the other, where I had uh, Shanzi. Sure. Um, Give me a sanity check because as you glance in, Fourteen. Okay, so just one. Uh, as as you glance in, you see where you cuffed him. the The cuffs are still hanging off of the um, of of the pipe, but the other end of the cuffs are just kind of hanging there, and they're bloody. And on the ground, you see the chef's hand. Yeah. All right. Sanity check. Yeah, I just did it. Oh, okay. Okay. Cast of the 14. It's like, damn it, not again. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. Um, um, I'm going to take this guy. Shit, what do I do now? Well, you got a free set of handcuffs. Yeah, but, I got, but I've got to reach out and unlock them with this guy. You stand right there and don't move, I'll say. And if he moves, I am kicking him in the face. And then I'll unlock the cuffs. He, I mean, you you kind of, you know, put him, you know, to wherever. Uh, and he is very compliant. He, but again, he's just he's staring at the, the front window. of the, the front yeah, of the this ship. This is really weird. Um, <clears throat> I will then proceed to handcuff him. Uh, this time, just maybe to the table um, in the, we're, we're kind of in the, galley aren't we so yeah close uh, to it you know i'll 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 lock him to the table there and then i will quickly make my way back to the bridge uh once again to report and to point out that there are some very strange things going on okay um so back in in the control room um you know the lieutenant had you know just left uh, the, the, there's these uh, speed issues. You can't turn. You're going faster than than you should. Uh, the captain starts to give the order to uh, to fire. Uh, Lieutenant Richardson, you said you were going to look into the periscope again, right? Give me a power roll. Muted. You're you're muted. If you eighty five is a failure. All right. So you look into the the periscope. You see the the red glow. Um, And as you look into it, it changes from a glow to this beautiful red light. It feels like it you're absorbing in the light. It's warm. You know, and and while, you know, the the ship, uh, the, the, the sub is hot. This is a calming warm and the the sound that you've been hearing um it changes it changes to almost like music and it it's a calming and comforting music and within as you're hearing this this music and seeing this red glow just absorb you you can also see these almost like hands reaching out to you uh, as you're looking through through the periscope, and 
you know that the, the closer you get, the closer you're getting to whatever this warmth is. Captain, as you give the command to fire, uh, the XO, Lieutenant Clark, you, you're giving the commands to fire. Um, up where you're at, you 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 see the, the little uh, torpedo tube lights that show that they're loaded and they would change color to when they fire. Nothing happens. You, you give the order to fire. Somebody, I don't know if you would press a button or, you know, give the order for the, the weapons room to fire, but nothing happens when you do that. Is, is Schwarzkopf back? Uh, he is on his way back. He's not back yet. I need one of you to run down to the torpedo room. Yeah. Fire them manually. I'll, uh... you, you, do, you do have the communication tubes or whatever to, to the torpedo rooms. I'll ask them what's going on, but I, I, I'm thinking at this point they're just going to give me a bullshit answer. But so you you kind uh, kind of ask them, excuse me, uh, through the tubes. Yeah, uh, Peter will report. You uh, just hear uh, a voice uh, come back and beautiful. say, "Captain, it it's so beautiful. Come see it, please, please come." Do you see the lever right next to the tube? I can't destroy anything so beautiful. I'm heading down to the to torpedo room, and I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a, a a pistol out of the 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 locker with your permission, Captain. And you probably run into me and grab me, and I'm coming with you. Yeah, yeah. I would right. say at this point, you you run into. Yeah, yeah I feel Lieutenant, bad because every time you, you come up, I'm grabbing you from the other. Uh, There's a lot of running around and stuff. Lieutenant Clark and I, I hand you the key of the small arms. I said, uh, "Please get a pistol for yourself and 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 all officers." Got it. Yes, sir. Commander, I don't understand it. Uh, They're acting crazy. I don't see any crew. Uh, It's like the crew have all vanished, or at least they're congregating somebody. They keep saying there's something ahead of the ship that's beautiful. I think they're in the torpedo room. I think they're trying to get as close to this thing as possible. I do have a few more tricks up my sleeve, but for right now, I just want to kill this thing, whatever it is, and... uh, Get us hey, out of Captain, here. have you had a look at this thing lately? As we get closer, it's, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Have a look. Can I, if it was d d it'd be like an insight check? Like, what would that, psychology? Psych- yeah, psychology. Uh, yeah, just to ahead. see if he's being a little, like, drink the Kool-Aid? Okay. Sure. Yeah, go ahead and yeah. give me a psychology roll. Okay. Um, actually, uh, give me a psychology roll, but Lieutenant Richardson, um... What's uh, I? You're either doing persuade or charm. Turns um, out I'm pretty persuasive. All right, so you give me an opposed persuade roll, and let's see who rolls better. Well, well I got a hard success on persuade with a twenty. And Captain, oh, what did you get? I got thirty. <laughs> but is that a regular success or a hard success for you? I'm five away from a hard success. I'll spend okay. luck. Um. Let me say, in, in this case, um, you no. would have to spend. I, I don't remember quite what the rules are for opposed rules when you tie, but I think it goes to then uh, whoever had the better role. So you would actually have to spend a lot more uh, to um, to equal or, or beat him. Uh, so that, that's up to you. Um, you. You'll have to spend more than just five to to do that. Uh, no, it's it, it's how it rolled out. So okay. uh, what what? Do, so I believe him. So yeah, you 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 believe him. Um, uh, he 
you know, it, it sounds like he wants to you to to look at this, that something has changed or, you know, something like that. It's, yeah, I think I'll, you'll find it pretty interesting. I'll take a quick peek. All right. So so you go up. So long, Captain Pierce. <laughs> you, you go up. You uh, you take a look. Uh, go ahead and give me a power roll as well. All and, right. All right. That's a 43, and I don't know this character. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, that's three away from a hard success. Okay. So so you look. Um, you can tell that the glow has intensified. Um, you're also, you know, as you're kind of speeding towards it, um, you're also starting to not necessarily get defined shapes, but you can tell that the glow is, is definitely kind of stronger, orb, oh, stronger but orb-shaped, eye-shaped potentially, and the mass around it, you can just you can just tell that the mass around it is big. It's very, very big. Um Lieutenant Clark, what are you, what are you doing as as uh, the uh, the command uh, Commander Schwarzkopf and uh, Commander Mellon are you know going to the magazine? Um, the other two are looking at the periscope. What are you doing during this time? The captain wanted me to go uh, run and grab the uh, the guns. Small arms, yeah. Small yeah arms. Small oh, arms. okay. So you, so you're going with the the other two to go get yeah. the small arms. Okay. So you. Um, you all head towards the uh, small arms magazine. The XO has the the key to that. Uh, as you're going through, just like what Lieutenant Schwarzkopf described, described, you're not really seeing anybody where where you would expect them to be. Um, you know where people should be at their posts. They they are no longer there. Um, you get to the magazine uh, uh, where the small arms uh, cabinet. Uh, you're able to open it up. What would you like to grab? Uh, there's pistols there, there's rifles i'll grab a pistol and i'll yeah. hand one to he already has it never mind uh there's multiple <clears> so <throat> you could each have one if you if you wanted um so uh, i would assume there's an there's enough one for each officer yeah oh absolutely there's there's uh, you know, probably 20 or 30 okay. uh there's guns. enough for the crew probably. yes exactly yeah. um so so I'll look at um on Schwarzkopf. I'm like, we have to follow fire those torpedoes. Whatever it is out there, it's got people enamored. Yes, sir. No matter what, do not let anyone get in your way. Fire those torpedo tubes. Do you uh, understand? Fore or aft? Have we, have we flipped? No. no. You still go. We forward. couldn't. Okay. For, We're like calling this like red eye tractor beam right. thing. So yeah, I will immediately go forward and. Uh, Hit the buttons and shoot anybody who gets in my way. All right. So as as you uh, all are, you know, you come out of where the, the cabinet is, you make it back to the control room. Uh, are you? So you did you grab uh, weapons for everybody? Yeah, I have, the yeah. officers. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, so so the five of you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But okay. I thought no, I was going to the magazine still with the um, source call. Right. Right. So you you've gone there. You you've gotten the guns. No, I'm, I'm. See, I'm using the wrong terminology. Oh, torpedo room. Oh, yeah. The torpedo room. All right. So, um, the magazine where where it is, it's towards the back of the ship. It's like one room or so behind. So you would actually actually have to go to the back, uh, one room, the grab front. the guns, and then you would head towards the front of the submarine, passing through the control room as you went. Okay. 
All right, so we've got uh, so Captain and I both have guns, and the rest of you going uh, up to the torpedo room. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as the three of you, the one, two, yeah, the three of you start going towards the the front of the submarine, um, you get into uh, the first room, which is the uh, the pump room. I don't know. You're you're going through a couple of rooms. Um, again, you're seeing the same thing as you get to the. Uh, the the bulkhead the the door to the torpedo room you can see that it's closed there is a a like a little window uh porthole that that you could look through yeah i'll look to the yeah so you you look through go on i'm sorry so they locked it well we don't know yet it's closed actually unless you unless you do like what i did where you sort of rig it um i don't believe that their doors actually lock they can seal and be watertight but that's well, not locked right, right they yeah. can be open you can't yeah you have to jam it in some way to to, to make it not yeah we'll, we'll, we'll just go with you know almost star wars rules where the, the if the door uh thing is there it you it, it's open uh so you would have to you know Jam something in in order to, uh, to lock it. Right. Um, so, who who's going in? It, it was looking through the porthole to. So to short scope. Why don't you open the door? I'll oh. ready my weapon yeah. for when the hatch releases. All right. And Lieutenant Clark, you're with them too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try and. Does it turn okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Then you can almost spin it. Yep. Get it to open. Uh, you you do that. And I pull it. You pull it open. Um. As you all look in, as as you you pull it open and you look in, you can see the front torpedo room is just cram packed with probably twenty or thirty men. Um, all of them are just their backs to you, staring towards the front of the the submarine. On the ground behind them are four other sailors who have uh, you can immediately tell they're dead because. Their heads have just been smashed in. They're covered in blood. Um, apparently, at, you know what you quickly piece together that they have been attacked by whoever you know. Everybody else in in this room, um, everybody, you know, they don't react to you opening up the door, and they just seem to be uh, looking forward, just kind of swaying back and forth a little bit, uh, and you just hear these murmurs of. How beautiful. Okay. Do I see the, um, because on those subs, it was a lever that had to be pulled. Do I see the lever? Is it on the other side of the room? Oh, yeah. It would be towards the the front, right where the the, the torpedo tubes are. Um, (laughs) I'm going to start firing. We're talking about 1945. This is a different kind of Navy. So I'm going to start firing. You don't think we would do that today? I think we would do that today. I don't know. In circumstance, we'd have a few more options. They could have fired the the things from the bridge. (laughs) Um, And I will likewise, um, at least my attempt is to shove my way through them while I'm firing and hit the fucking button. (laughs) Okay. And Lieutenant Clark, what are you doing? Yeah, I will uh, stand back and uh, just kind of (laughs) stare. 
What you could try throwing you your gun at the lever. Killing them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought of that. Gun at the lever. Yeah, the gun hits the lever and then fires and shoots me. And yeah. Ooh. Don't give don't don't give Tyler ideas. I'm just I, I don't care if they bite me or even kill me as long as I can get to that fucking lever first. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm just uh, standing I'm, back. I don't know. It's, I don't. I don't know what to. My, I'm just um, aghast at what. Like we're 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 heading headlong into this situation, and all these fuckers are standing in front of us. Yeah, I'm and just, then my supervisors are killing them. I mean, I'm looking at it from this standpoint. I'm second in command of the submarine. The order was given to fire, not by me, but by the 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 captain. It was bl- verbally disobeyed over the over um, communications. We come to the room. There's two dead sailors who had their head bashed in, and then about twenty of them just swaying, looking looking in a direction. Yeah, makes oh, sense. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it, it's a mutiny oh. and something fruity loopy going on. So, yeah. So, so we're hearing gunshots through the communication tubes. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. So yeah, so uh, the commander opens up fire. Um, Lieutenant Clark, you are you know, kind of in, like you said, you're just standing to the side in shock. Um, not quite sure what's going on. If you change what you start doing, just let me know. Uh, and Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, you are moving forward. Uh, you're, you said you're going to try to just push your way through to, to yeah. get at the, the levers or the buttons or whatever you need to I'll, do. I'll probably order- be hitting these guys if they're kneeling are they kind of kneeling down yeah no they're, they're standing they're, oh, they're, they're absolutely standing. standing um commander mellon go ahead and give me uh a roll uh i just want to make sure that you don't like critically uh fumble or, or anything like that or shoot schwarzkopf or, or shoot him yeah. <laughs> so i rolled a 26 or i can okay. actually spend a spend one luck to make that a pass sure yeah um you uh you know you take your your first uh shot i'll even say that you take your first couple shots you know hitting some of the men are you are you shooting them to to kill them or just wound them and get them out of the way wound them i'm I'm shooting kneecaps okay so yeah you you very easily uh do that um you um uh, the, a couple of the the sailors go down, which allows uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf you to to kind of push your way through uh, a little bit uh, more, uh, more easily. I, I should say, you know, as you're you're kind of going with your gun, kind of you know hitting them, pushing them aside. You're not really getting much resistance, and you've kind of made it. You know, maybe like halfway through the the men, you can see ahead. You know, kind of the the, the panel where you could hit the buttons to to release uh, to shoot off the. Um, the the torpedoes, uh, Lieutenant Clark. As this is going on, what 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 are you doing? I th- um, I'm going to start taking the, my cue from uh, Commander Mellon. Okay, all right. All right. Do so some, uh, do some blasting. Sure, you're you're going through and and doing this. Um, uh, go ahead and give me a uh, give me a, a firearms roll as well. I just want to make sure that your gun doesn't jam. That is a 94, not mm. quite 95. All right. So doesn't quite jam, but uh, one of the bullets does kind of ricochet around because uh, you, you missed, um, narrowly missing Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, uh, but you're still kind of pushing your way through. Um, <clears throat> uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, as you are 
going into the uh, getting closer. Uh, go ahead and um, you, you see it within the the panel within the distance, but a couple of the men turn around and they they see what you're doing. Uh, they turn around almost in unison. Uh, they see what you're doing and they lunge at you to, to try to stop you. What are you going to do? Okay. I've got my uh, gun. I will... Actually, I'm going to try and beat them off. I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Children. Okay. <laughs> I only because he laughed. It is the Navy. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> no. I'm going to try and... <laughs> Hit okay. them, uh, and if if I can get within lunging distance of hitting the button, the the launch button, I'll do it. So I'm swinging my gun around. Okay. Uh, what was your roll? Oh, I'm sorry. What am I doing? Brawl? Yeah, just your brawl. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that. Double three. Oh yeah, you you absolutely just you know, the first one lunges at you, even though they kind of lunge in unison. Um, you know the the ship is kind of rocking a little bit, and so you the first one you just knock to the side. He actually goes and takes out you know two of the other sailors who are standing there. The uh, the other one lunges at you uh, seconds later, and you are able to you know use your gun or your arm just to kind of throw him to to the side. There's a reason you were the boxing champion of the navy. Yeah. Um, you make it to the panel, Lieutenant Clark and, and Commander Mellon. You see him, you know, finally make it up there. Um, what do you, you made it up to the front. What, what are you going to do? You, you're at the panel. Yes. Yes. I'm you're... slamming my hand down on the button and yelling, you know, torpedoes away. <laughs> you slam your hand down. Back in the control room, uh, Lieutenant uh, Richardson and, and Captain Pearson, you, you are there. Um, they have just left, so you wear uh, at the point where Lieutenant uh, Schwarzkopf is slamming his hand down. That's you know a couple minutes from now, you know three or four minutes from now. What what are you okay, doing? So we as this we is went back on? in time. Yeah, yeah. So we're a couple minutes back in time. Uh, they, they've just left. They've handed you both guns. And I'm uh, I'm uh, you, there's a couple of uh, sailors still in here trying to wrestle the controls, but we are still being funneled toward the situation. Yes. Uh, you're still moving forward. The, the, the soldier or the sailor is still trying to, to move. Um, there's been another that has come in and is helping him. And I mean, they are both sweating now, straining as they're trying to, um, you know, turn the wheel. It's just, it's just not moving no matter what they do. Uh, Captain, you have, you know, messed around with the, uh, the the speed controls, you know, slamming it forward and back to see if you can get any type of uh, change in speed and nothing is is going on. Um, as you're doing that, uh, Captain, give me a spot hit and roll. Sure. Love to. Ooh, I don't know if that one's going to work out. Uh, okay, one second. Do, 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 spot. Mm, I can spend 10 to make it a success. Okay, it's up to you. Yes, I do that. Okay, or or you can remember you can also push it. So no, you, we'll you, just spend the luck. I'm good. Okay. Um, as 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 you're doing this, um, you notice Lieutenant Richardson. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I was uh, I was trying to uh, pull some a, a panel open on an electronics board, 
while the captain was occupied, uh, and now he spotted me, which is uncomfortable. We've had a good working relationship. But, you know, he looked through the periscope. He just didn't see it. Richardson, uh, so I'm what are you doing? Draw my pistol and, and shoot the electronics panel so as to disable this. Uh... I shoot him. All right. Uh, what are both of your decks? Dexes? Uh, I'm 65. Oh, man, I'm 55. All right. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Richardson, you uh, go first. Yeah. Um, well, go ahead and give me a uh, a pistol roll or firearms roll. Uh, you, you are uh, point blank, so I think you get a bonus die to that. And I'm not firing at the captain. I'm just firing at right. this, no, uh, you know, the. No, he understands that. Like, again, yeah. just want to make sure that you're. <laughs> I rolled a two. Well, yeah. no <laughs> computers or whatever. Blank, the electronics, the panel there explodes. Um, as that happened, uh, Captain Pearson, you said you were going to shoot him? Yes. All right, go ahead and roll. Come on. Hey, all right, yeah, that's a good shot. Uh, that's an 18. And yeah, uh, that is a hard success. All right. Um, go ahead and roll damage. We'll say it's a D6. Oh, jeez, Captain. Oh, jeez. Six. Oh, wow. Okay. So the... Uh, Lieutenant Richardson, uh, the captain, you know, raises up his gun. Uh, Lieutenant Richardson, it hits you right in uh, you know, the back of your shoulder. Um, you, you've already gotten your shot off, though. Um, yeah. you, you kind of spin around. You know, blood is just you know pouring down. Um, at this point, uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, this is when you have your hand raised. You slam it down onto the the torpedo uh, buttons uh, to shoot them off. And nothing happens. Fuck. Just a, the three of you. Even, uh, even with the control panel broken, that would still work. So is it just weird eldritch stuff happening? Basically, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, so the, the three of you who are in the torpedo room, give me ideas. Give me idea rolls, though. Captain, it's so beautiful. Just I relax. got nothing. I failed my idea. Uh, we are foobar. We're in a pretty pickle now. All right, so uh, Commander Mellon, you would. All right, so Commander Mellon, you would know though that um, you know for whatever reason the electronics failed. That you can manually, mechanically override to to fire them off. I thought that's what they were doing. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lever right by the tube where it, you. It's mechanical. You're literally like pulling a pin out of the torpedo, and it. I, you know, well, we'll I, I think, you know, the way that the Lieutenant Schwarzkopf was describing it, that he was, you know, the, okay. the, was there was a button. panel there. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go with that. Um, no, you, you can still. So, I mean, with that, I do. I mean, with your permission, I'll just give him that order. Like, they disable, I'll say the, the electronics are disabled, do it manually. And I'll point, like, because as XO, I should know exactly where that is. And I'll point, yeah, absolutely. point it to him. Since I assume, I assume that the other, <laughs> uh, people who are affected in this room are going to try to stop me. Um, I'm trying to kind of climb up on the panel I just hit and then lunge for the the lever and pull it down. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lieutenant Clark, what are you doing as this happens? The commander has just uh, yelled out the, the command. Uh, the lieutenant is climbing up to, to lunge at it. I think I'm going to start trying to 
just shoulder my way through people to try to clear a path just in case uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant uh, Schwarzkopf doesn't make it okay. to them. <clears throat> All right. Um, give uh, Lieutenant Clark, give me a brawl roll. Uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, give me a give me a dexterity roll. That's my dexterity. I'll spend one luck to pass. Okay. Oh. We got a 17. Okay. Uh, out, of, out, of, out of 60. Okay, so uh, that's at least a hard. It's a hard if I spend... Oh, I picked up my dice and dropped them. What did I just say? Six, 17? 17. If I spend five points, that'll be an extreme. Okay. I'll spend five points. All right, so... Uh, uh, Lieutenant Clark, you start shoving your way through. Uh, as you're doing this, all of the other men in the room just start to converge on Lieutenant Schwarzkopf to, to try to stop him. However, uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, you're able to climb up uh, you know, uh, onto the panel, dive forward, and you you hit the right lever to release the um uh, to release the, the the torpedo. You could hear the torpedo fire up go off into uh, the water, the, the whoosh that you would expect to hear of the torpedo. You, oh, you'll uh, hear you it. Hear. It's loudish. <laughs> ba- yeah, back in the control room. Uh, Lieutenant Richardson, you've just been shot. Captain, you are uh, holding the gun at him. The other two sailors that are in there are just looking in total shock at what just happened. To your stations. He just, he, he's a, he was sabotaging the ship. And... Oh, I, I am I able to get the gun away from him, or is he able to like? If there's any danger to me where he might shoot back, uh, just gonna shoot him in the head. Lieutenant Richardson, what are you doing? Uh, well, you said he got me in the back of one of the shoulders. I don't know which one. I'm assuming right, but sure. If so, then I've dropped the weapon because okay. All right, that's. And- I, I, I'm just saying, come on, Captain. We've known each other for a long time. You just didn't see how beautiful it is. We're on the way. You can't stop it. You the, see the how glow, fast we're going? The, the glow we'll, coming we'll from the periscope system. is even brighter now. It's almost like filling the room. Have another I'm look, gonna, Captain. Have another I'm gonna, look. I'm going to lower the periscope, and I'd also like to uh, release the emergency radar uh, radio uh, beacon. Which is so, that's what you do if you're about to lose the ship. So if you, your ship's you know, going down. That's an excellent idea, Captain, because other people can find her then. We can bring more people down to see it. It's so beautiful. At, at the, you don't believe uh, how beautiful it is. Oh, I love I'm it. So glad. See, we're, we're we're getting along fine. I still agree. And then, uh, if also possible, what I like to do is is uh, uh, raise a uh, radio buoy. Try and get uh connection back to command. So you you go to grab We're under the, ice, Captain. You you go to it grab the uh, work. um the periscope uh to to lower it. Um as you go to grab it, uh give me a spot hidden roll. Spotting the hiddens. Ooh, extreme success. Awesome. Uh give me a um Oh wait, was this one of those ones where you don't want to roll? <laughs> no, no, no. It was to see if you uh, are aware of what what's going on. Um, you see a hand start grabbing for your hand. 
uh, as you're going to do that uh, from from behind you. Uh, give me a, I, I guess, uh, uh, brawl or or dodge, which, whichever one is higher for you. Uh, let's find out. Uh, let's see here. Da, da, da. Dodge is a mighty 27, and Brawl is a... I don't even have that. So we're going with that one. Okay. You don't have Brawl? I don't know. You should have at least it's 25 the Brawl. Of the, I think. Of the oh, ball. Fighting Brawl. Okay, yeah. well, that's 25. So we'll go with the one that's 27. <clears throat> All right. I mean, that's not a botch, but that's, that's 58. So... Uh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I rolled a seven, uh, which uh, uh, I think you did a little bit better than hard. me. Yeah. Um, this hand grabs your hand as you're going to grab the um, the, the periscope to, to put it down and just yanks you, uh, spinning you around stronger than you would expect. And you, as as that happens, you're standing face to face with um, the, the chef, uh, Shanzi. However, at this time, he his uh, face is covered in blood because it looks like he has just gouged his own eyes out. Oh, he, he did a, uh, what was that movie with Sam Neill? Event Horizon. Yeah. Uh, mm. he, he, uh, he's just looking at you um, and says, Captain, we are so close. We are so, so close. Um, with that, you all hear the whoosh of the torpedo going out. Um, seconds tick by. Uh, these these tense tense seconds and then you hear this explosion in the water as that explosion happens the noise that you've been hearing raises to this ear splitting shriek um lieutenant richardson it this is the worst pain you've ever felt um everybody in the front torpedo room uh, uh, see that all of the you're you're grabbing your ears, but everybody else just falls to the ground, writhing in pain and um, you know, almost crying. The in, in the control room, um, the chef does the same thing. Um, you're feeling just this immense pain. Uh, with that, the sh- the submarine, um, you feel this jolt hit it as almost like something grabs the uh the, the ship itself um you can hear the um something start to wrap around the outside of the submarine you can even hear the the metal of the the hull just start to to creak um the four of you uh other than lieutenant richardson uh what are you going to do God Almighty, we got to get the hell out of. Well, I, I, the formula included me, right? Just yeah. okay. Uh, emergency, emergency blow, blow, blow the ballast. All right. Um, you could absolutely do that from the control room. Uh, the the uh, the, the other three of you. You do know that there is a uh, escape hatch near you. The, the submarines did have a kind of rudimentary escape hatch. There is also a w- w- right next to them. I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically a uh, like a almost like a life support emergency breathing thing that, in theory, you could use to breathe underwater if if you wanted to. Except that we're two hundred feet down. Yeah, once so you there's that, and it's freezing in the water. But you know, I mean, one there's the freezing, and also, I mean. You're not going to be crushed like a soda can, but I'm I'm just giving you the options. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be crushed like a soda can, but your eardrums would would blow. 
And yeah. we got to get we got to get to the, the uh, higher to the surface before we go out the escape hatch. There's ice above us. Yeah, that. Where are you gonna go? Right. right. So, where are you? so so what are the three of you doing? Um, um we got to get back to the bridge. Okay. Because yeah. we right. don't know anything about Chief uh, Engineer. Yeah. Yeah. So so you you the three of you start running towards the the front of the ship. Well, I'll just kind of narrate you know the rest of the stuff that happens. Uh, Captain, you you blow the ballast. Immediately, the ship starts to lurch up. Um, like you would ex- expect it to. Everybody is uh, is kind of forced down by by the force of this. Um, the the ship rapidly starts to rise, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30 feet, and then immediately stops. Everybody oh, uh, gets thrown in the air, uh, falls and and falls down, uh, and everything goes quiet. Um, you, the, the engines have have stopped. Uh, not nothing. You you hear nothing but the this reverberation of that sound uh, and the 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 tightening of whatever is around the holes uh, starts to squeeze, and you can even see the holes themselves start to compress uh, okay. as 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 this is is going on. Uh, as this happens. Um, the three uh, of you, um, Lieutenant uh, Clark, uh, Lieutenant Schwarzkopf, and Commander Mellon, you're, you're still, you know, more towards the front. You had just left the forward torpedo room. You could hear these squeals of joy uh, coming from the torpedo room. And as you look, you can see almost these luminescent, glowing, ghostly tentacles start going through the front of the ship, not piercing the ship. Just like coming through Ghosts. the ship itself, yeah. going through uh, all of the men in there, reaching out and coming towards uh, all of you. Uh, the last thing you all realize is these things are starting to penetrate the the ship as it is starting to implode from the pressure of whatever is outside. Commander Bellin, it's been good to know you. Yep. And with I that, think I do the same. Yeah. With that, the the ship comes to an end. Cool, really good game. Yeah, except yeah, Richardson I, I, gets to become one with. Yeah, I did it. So when when Clark was in the torpedo room and he fired, because right before they was like, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to shoot my fellow crew members. And then you nearly botched. I thought I was like, how hilarious would it be if it's like, I don't want to do this. It's like you hit a wall and it ricochets and it kills like two guys. And you yeah. just be like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> cool. So tell us about it. What was it? Cthulhu yes. or? Uh, it's underneath the the ice uh shelf in uh the rossi is a basically a you know uh, some unnamed great old one that uh has been sleeping there for you know centuries or millennia or however long um it's uh it, the 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 signal that was originally detected <laughs> it was basically it um slowly starting to wake up from its centuries of slumber um as you were getting close, that the sound you were hearing was actually its kind of version of breathing, you know, yeah. it, you know or you know, uh, you know, it would 
go up as it, you know, inhaled or, or whatever, and then it would go down in volume as it exhaled and, and, and so on. Uh, the closer you got to it, the um, the louder it would be and the the more it's almost like psychic emanations would start to affect the crew, um, it, it, you know, first at, at first affecting the the chef who started to go crazy. Um, you know, the, the commander kind of put him into uh, the um, the the room uh, and then it's uh you know it just started to uh affect uh the the rest of everybody um the the closer you got the stronger it was which is why when uh lieutenant richardson looked through the periscope and failed his power roll it he kind of saw the same thing that everybody else was even more intensely uh because everybody else could just hear it they were kind of feeling his um uh feeling its emanations um he he actually saw it uh, or, or you know, saw close to it. Uh, when Captain, when you were looking at it, you weren't, uh, you know, you you weren't close enough at that point to for it to affect you as much as you know everybody else. Uh, and and the glowing was essentially its eye, you know, as, as it yeah. was waking up and yeah. thinking it was its eye. Uh, but that's does, you know, it doesn't sound like we missed anything. Sounds like we. No, no. I mean, well, I mean, technically, there the the reason it was kind of rapid more rapidly waking up is because of the sounds of the engine the elect of the electrical currents going through the engines and so on so oh, you know okay. in theory um you know there are ways to win the the game by you know shutting down the engine or, or like very very slowly crawling away um i mean we were at practically idle right yeah yeah i and, mean, I mean I, I, in hindsight the only thing i didn't do was was a. Uh, stop the engines completely and go to battery but how long does a world war ii submarine run on battery like an hour? not not very long i, I don't <laughs> think no more than uh, a couple days at least maybe, maybe oh is it that long okay maybe less maybe more i don't know like, like i said i am not a submarine expert so yeah. neither am i i, I did just do some uh rapid uh radio operation in world war ii uh, research before this and they had actually pretty good electrical systems Oh, because okay. of the things they had to do in terms of you know, like low frequency broadcasts from underwater and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it was very high tech at the time, which means Bakelite knobs and, yeah. you know, painted enamel and lots of washing. Well, yeah, when you shot the thing, it would have been filled with uh, uh, vacuum, vacuum tubes, tubes that would have all exploded and it would have probably started a fire, which would have been really bad on a submarine. <laughs> I thought they had a well, lot of fire suppression. The, yeah, that was going to say, I was like, mm, you could do a lot on a ship. With, you're right, that fire is one of the worst things on, on any ship, especially submarine, but you can also do a lot, though. I mean, you can seal compartments and stuff. Yeah, but it's also sucking up your oxygen. There's there's reserve. <laughs> and you can also break out the... Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's made of, but they're, they're, they're the oxygen candles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of those. Cool. Yeah, what I, what I've always found, what I always found fascinating is, is that uh, in a submarine, if you have a candle, right, you have, you know, a regular wax candle, and you've lit it, and then the oxygen level gets so low, it just snuffs itself out, and you would think it's like, oh my god, am I gonna like pass out? Like, no, actually, your lungs are a lot better than a candle at uh, getting oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Our players included Joseph Clay, Howard Freeze, David Gassaway, Chance Wooten, and myself with Tyler Hudak as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows for you for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.